Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. It is 1233 in Edmonton where guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Takeouts. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. Maggie, Taylor, and Chef Eltoff, they will take care of you at Roos Chris. They're open Wednesday through Sunday, again, for takeout and for delivery from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. Quick couple texts here on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This is how much Ryan McLeod has impressed the fans in Edmonton. Mitch says, Bob, I would like to see McLeod on the wing with Connor McDavid and, yes, a Poliarby. Play RNH as the third line center. McLeod is a bigger body that can skate. So the guys come in. He's played, what, three games so far? The fans already want to move up. Uh, that's interesting. I somehow, and that might be a good starting point here, as we're joined by our headliner today uh, for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We're joined by Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Dave, thank you for taking time to join us on a team off day. How are you doing? I'm not bad. How are you today, Bob? I'm all right. It's been an active morning, I can tell you that. Uh, but uh, we just had a, a couple textures. They're, they're, they already love uh, Ryan McLeod. Mark Spector was on the show um, after, I think, uh, on the Tuesday show and said, yeah, he looks like a guy who could be a third-line center for the next decade. He played one game in the NHL by that point. Uh, but uh, maybe, maybe that's a good – I mean, sometimes you need, you know, some juice from the – a, a different type of player coming to the mix. You saw that a bit last year when Yamamoto and Jones got recalled late December. Just a thought on what you've seen out of Ryan McLeod so far. He's been he's been solid, and every game you can see he gets a little more. Uh, you know, his confidence builds. I thought last night's game was the most he, he had the puck on his stick. He looks to looks to make plays. Uh, He's an unselfish player. I would like to see him shoot that one in the first period last night when he passed it off. But he's a solid player. He's got good size, skates well, and he uh, he wants the puck on a stick. And uh, you know he'll he'll continue to grow. We we like what we've seen the, the first three games, and and we're going to keep pushing him here and see where he can get to before the end of the year. 
We got a lot of fans that really know the game in Edmonton. Hey, some of them were chanting "Don't, don't, don't!" back in the '95 draft when the Oilers took Steve Kelly. Uh, and a couple of them have texted the show to say, "Hey, what about playing McLeod on the left wing with Connor McDavid and yes, the Pulleyarvi?" But uh, I'm going to guess here that you're, you're, you maybe want to want to see what he can do as a third line center. Is that fair? Well, we'd like him at center right now, just to just to see what he can see when he do. We could we've got some wingers that need a, a transporting center, and uh, and that's part of his his uh, repertoire. So we want to see if we can get him up and going there a little bit. Uh, we're going to try to get him into some penalty killing stuff here next week, which is a, a real uh, strength of his down in the American League. So there's some areas we want to continue to grow him into, but. You just gotta you gotta get him settled and you gotta get him comfortable in here and with the surroundings and he'll continue to grow his game each each game and we'll uh, we'll see where he can get to. I actually had somebody from the uh, Flames uh, fire me a text off just saying number seventy one looks like a, he's got a chance to be a pretty decent player down the road. So that's that's never a bad thing. When uh, now yeah. uh, the game itself last night, I know you spoke briefly to it. Uh, some people use terms like you know scheduling losses and that sort of thing, and you have to be pragmatic and maybe not overreact. Part of your modus operandi this year, Dave, you don't get too high when it's going good. You don't get too down when it's going bad. How would you assess what happened last night and uh, what maybe needs to change or what confidence levels you have in your team that maybe you'll have a little bit more energy going tomorrow night? Well, I think some of that will be some energy. I mean, getting in late didn't help us. We, we always try to use that as a motivator, not an excuse. But we, we were sloppy with the puck. Our D was sloppy in the first period moving it. Uh, we had some turnovers that, that cost us. And then once we got chasing the game, we looked even more tired. So we had some uh, we had some people that have to have to play a little better. And, uh, um, you know, it's a game that... Uh, Schmidt made some big saves for us. You'd like to see see us try to find a couple more goals for him, and it didn't happen. And we'll regroup for tomorrow night. Uh, Chris Russell took a uh, a hit from uh, Matthew Kachuk. If you're an Oilers fan, you're saying it was a, a finishing, you know, a, a finishing blow, a little bit borderline. If you're a fan of the Flames, you're saying that's aggressive hockey comes with the territory. I I, I got to tell you, as he left the ice, I was a wee bit concerned. Um, I, I know you put him back in there. Is he? Is there? Is there maybe going to be a challenge that we might see him here for the next couple games? Well, we'll see how it goes. He's uh, he's listed right now as day-to-day with a lower body injury, so we'll see where he is tomorrow Okay, morning. there you have it. All right, uh, Dave, from a 30,000-feet uh, view on the team this year, you knew you got McDavid and Drysaddle, the top two scorers in the league, but when you look at the strength down the middle, a strong argument can be made. you got the best defenseman in the North Division in Darnell Nurse. He's played. Who's played better than Darnell Nurse? And then, in terms of your goaltending, going into last night's game, you had the fifth-best save percentage in the NHL. Mike Smith uh, now at 9.22 save percentage on the year. And since Smith has returned to the lineup, Miko's at 9.29. What has, you know, an argument can be made, Dave. You've got the best goalie, the best defenseman, and certainly the best player and possibly the best two players in the North Division. Is 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 that a fair assessment, do you think? Well, we like some of the strengths in our team. All those guys you mentioned have been strengths of our team this year, but you've got to continue to build your team game. And Those guys have all played well. You know, Schmidt came back uh, from injury and, and solidified the, our net, and it helped Miko out. We were, we were played Miko uh, in a necessity more than we probably would have liked early on, so we needed our goaltending to be solid. 
Darnell Nurse has stepped up and really uh, taken a step forward, and and that was a big challenge with Clefbaum being out. We were, uh, you know, that was a question mark coming into the year: who was going to take those minutes, and and um, could we excel? Could he excel with him? And uh, Nurse has certainly done that, and Connor and Leona both both have played very well. Connor especially has come back with real. Um, he's, he he looks like he's taking his game to another level in, in all aspects of it, offense, defense, face-offs, all of it has uh, is, is been really strong this year. So those are those are all positives. Now, that being said, we're trying to, you know, we continue to tinker. We want to continue to build our, our game, our, our depth of our game, whether it be on the blue line or uh, at forward, and those are things that we'll, we've tinkered with all year and we'll continue to for the next little bit here to see where we can get and put a lineup together that we think we can win in the playoffs with we're joined by oilers head coach dave tippett bob Stoffer with you on oilers now dave i, I asked you this question a, a couple of games ago i mean you, you played against gretzky and lemieux when they were in their absolute primes um yesterday uh James Myrtle from The Athletic put a tweet out. He used hockey reference in terms of error-adjusted scoring. And according to those numbers, Connor McDavid's having the ninth greatest offensive season in the history of the National Hockey League. The top eight spots, there's only two names in those top eight spots, Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux. Uh, Does that maybe reinforce how special of a year we're watching right now from Connor? Well, he certainly has has had an amazing year. And he's, you know, he's an amazing player that... uh, has an impact on every game and like you say i i played against wayne for a long time i played a year with mario and those players had those same attributes now you're looking at different times in the in the you know how the game is played you know from from the different eras but uh you know everybody you know i mean connor's connor is uh he's one of those generational players that uh every time he steps on the ice that he can make something happen and there's there's very few players that have had the ability to do that and he's certainly in that category as you and ken holland grow out this program here how and and maybe you can educate our listeners because maybe they need to hear it from you instead of hearing it from a guy like it's my perception that connor leon and darnell are amongst your hardest work and most driven guys and that's why i'm pretty confident the team has a chance to grow and continue to evolve and improve would you share that same sentiment no for sure and our leadership group has really been strong i would put uh, larson in that i would put nuge in that that they they are uh, they're a driven team a driven group that wants this team to be successful and uh, you know they've gone through some challenges even our challenges in the, in the bubble last year they're all learning experience but now you know they're getting to the point where they they want to take it to the next level and they have the ability to take it to the next level and their work ethic and their commitment not just on the ice but within our whole group has been outstanding this year and that's uh that's the major driver behind it so you're exactly right bob i mean the, those players are the ones that are going to drive this team and you hope you can supplement you know strong players around them role players solid goaltending but those are the guys that are that are certainly driving the bus and they're uh, they're looking to improve and um you know we feel like we have improved our team this year we've got we still got things uh, ahead of us so we've got to we've got to continue to improve on but you got to take those steps ahead but your leadership group has to be willing to commit to take on those steps and those guys certainly have done that are you surprised at the game that yes the has brought to the orders this season 
Um, not surprised. I mean, I watched a lot of video of him, and he's uh, the surprise is how quickly I think he's adapted to coming back from the, the European style over here. He's he understands. He's a big body. He can he can win loose pucks. The the size of the rink is almost. When you think of it in Europe, they play on bigger ice. So you think a guy, big guy like that, with lots of speed, would would uh, be more efficient. In actual fact, the smaller ice, with how competitive he is in front of the net and the corners, has been a, a very good thing for him. And he, he creates a lot of loose pucks. His work ethic in the offensive zone and his work ethic coming back to our zone has been outstanding, outstanding. And that's uh, uh, he loves the game. He loves to play. And uh, he pushes himself hard to be better. And so in that sense, uh, we're pleased for him. You know, we had high hopes for him, but he certainly has taken his game to a level where uh, where it's really helped our team, you know, become a better team. Dave, he's 22. Could he be a 30-goal scorer consistently by the time he's 25? Well, he'll continue to mature. That's the next step that I think he has. I mean, the work ethic and the smarts and the ability to create uh, loose pucks, uh, to check, be in front of the net, those are all things that he's improved on. And the next step would be to to uh, find ways to contribute more offensively in, in the scoring end of it because he's around it. It's, it's amazing. You know, we, you, Bob, you know that I track all those chances. He's, he's yeah. one of our leading guys in all those chances and stuff, but he's not getting rewarded enough for uh, for what he's doing. So, you know, eventually I think those pucks will continue or will, will go in for him, but that's an area of his game that he has to continue to work on, just finding space in front of the net where rebounds might come, you know, shooting the puck quick, um, you know, finding uh, more redirect or, or deflection goals in front of the net. So those are areas he continues to work on every day. And I think just as the maturity grows, I think he'll find more success in those areas. Dave, you played in a different time when maybe you would have a light heavyweight as your number 11 forward and a heavyweight as your number 12. You don't have Zach Cassian and Jujar Kara currently available, which I, I think probably reinforces the need to have a good power play because that's your threat. Uh, to deal sort of with teams that exert a physical, inf- uh, you know, influence on you. And, and, and I mean, it's a different game. Like Max Domi's leading the NHL in penalty minutes. He's had one fight all season. So it is a different time. But do you need, do you need some of that just to offset? Like Calgary's a big, heavy physical team. And hey, people in Calgary might say they need more speed. They're, they're too focused on that. But give me your assessment in, in, in terms of, you know, and obviously, I appreciate that it's more about the competitiveness than the size. But yeah. what do you think? There's way less fighting in the game, Bob. Now compared to where it's fighting isn't a factor anymore. It's competitiveness, it's size, and the ability to compete and work and win puck battles is is what it's about now. It's not about uh, heavyweight or middleweight or whatever. There's that part of it is right out of the game. The referees are. Uh, impact the game more than they used to. It used to be when players placed their own game. Now that the referees place the game now. So there's uh, there's certain times when, you know, toughness is a factor, but it's less and less these days, and it's more about winning puck battles, winning races to the net, having people that can can box out people and be tough in front of your net. I mean, it's far less about fighting and more about competitive. Right, and and that's how you respond to teams. Just in terms of the, uh, the defense, give me an assessment of what we've seen out of Kulikov through three games. Uh, first game was steady. Second game was 
not steady, and last night was pretty good. Okay, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty blunt, isn't it? Three, yeah. yeah. Well, he is. He, no, he, he he can stop a cycle. He's heavy. I think he'd like to have a couple uh, puck handling situations back. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, a couple in that second game that that would be. But he's he's uh, there's some things from the structure that they were playing in New Jersey that is a little different with us that he's he's got to grab on to. Jimmy Playfair met with him for about an hour this morning, went through a bunch of stuff with him. So he's real receptive, wants to be a good player on our team, and I, I think he'll continue to improve as we move along here. The Oilers technically have three recall spots available. Is there a chance we'll see uh, in the final eight games of the season uh, Evan Bouchard? Uh, there's a chance, yeah. There's a chance. we got to kind of monitor where we're at, and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we have people that are ready to go into uh, a playoff game if need be, if we can we can secure that spot. So there's, uh, there's talk about making sure that we have people ready. Now, that being said, the uh, with the recall situation, was we weren't in a situation where we could put a lot of people on our roster because of the cap at the uh, when the roster freeze uh, at the trade deadline. So we have to make sure we're using those recalls uh, uh, smart. And as we wind down in games here, if they become less of an issue, then then you can uh, we'll kind of work with our lineup there. But there's there's uh, we're, there's Sometimes when you get a little bit handcuffed on what you can do, and, and as each game ticks off here, we'll see how that goes with injury-wise and, and just getting uh, getting players ready to to uh, be playoff ready if we need be if they need to come in. Dave, final question for you. Thank you for your time. What a total curveball for you? It pertains to Hartford. What was it? about that group of players that you played with that lent itself to having so many of those guys go on. Uh, Ron Francis, general manager uh, in uh, in Seattle, uh, Joel Quinville down in Florida, head coach, yourself, you've had an extensive... I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that stayed in hockey in management and coaching roles. Brian Lawton uh, was a GM in Tampa Bay, probably will resurface at one point here as an NHL executive. What was it about Hartford? You know what? There was the guy leading leading everything. There was Emil Francis, who was a, a big guy on building teams, building camaraderie with teams. And you know, he he. There was a lot of players there that, and and you got to remember back then it was coaching was you had two coaches. There wasn't a lot of coaches going on, so the players. I mean, our penalty kill meeting back then was four or five players standing in front of a blackboard. 10 minutes before we played a team and said, what do you think they're going to do here? So we had a lot of discussion. We had a good group, a lot of smart guys in there. And a lot of real guys are real passionate about hockey. And uh, whether it was in the dressing room, talking before a practice or before a game or sitting, having a beer together, we were always talking about hockey. And there's a lot of guys from those Hartford teams that remained good friends for a long time. And, and been in the game for a long time so it was just one of those teams that was a good group and uh, um, a lot of good people and a lot of good hockey people well dave one day maybe in 2024 or 2025 we'll have a chance to sit down and have a beer again together so uh in the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, i'm sure like you that, don't Bob. yeah i'm sure you don't miss jack and me uh, that much on the road right now but uh thank you again for your time you're always gracious much no, appreciate no problem thanks bob take care you, you bet. That is Edmonton Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. It is 1251 in Edmonton. We'll get to some of your texts. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Next line, and into the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, you can text us 780-496-0063. Uh, wow. <laughs> Oilers lose one game, Brendan, and they are out in full force. Bob, unless there's uh, offense uh, for an opportunity, an offensive opportunity, Leon Dreisaitl is the laziest skater in the NHL, sends a texter. There you go. Um Mark says, how did we lose having the best defenseman in the North Division? Really? The team's gone 26-11-2 in their last 39 games. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, not having a tough guy in your lineup that can fight, it's okay until teams start taking a lot of liberties with your star players. Um, some might say, look, the Oilers had Milan Lucic in the lineup against the Anaheim Ducks in 2017. Ryan Kessler took some liberties. Milan certainly as tough as they come. I do think Edmonton missed an opportunity in game six at home. There was a melee in the right corner. Thought maybe somebody could have separated Kessler from the herd there. Ironically, it was we talked about Max Domi only having one fight this season, leading the NHL in penalty minutes in 71. Connor McDavid's got more points than Domi has penalty minutes. It would be the first time in NHL history that a uh, player leading the league in scoring would have more points than the player leading the league in pimps. Interesting. And fighting at one point this season, TSN's Darren Drager had reported was up 40%, at least earlier in the year. I'm not sure if it's cooled off since then. Uh JB says, Bob, tell the goofballs who are taking shots at Dreisaitl that he played 29 minutes in the third game in four nights. Um, and uh, another texter says, give me a break. Dreisaitl is deliberate with his skating, not lazy. It's good to see some people defending a guy who last year, last time I checked, was voted by the players as the best, uh, you know, the Ted Lindsay Award winner. He won the Hart Trophy. And I would suggest that Leon's probably, like, there's lots of guys that have got tweaks and playing through injury. It would not surprise me if uh, Leon has, you know, been a little bit worn down as the season's gone on here. Because it has been a grind, and it's been stop and start, stop and start. Jeez, we never even got into that with Dave Tippett, but I wanted to talk more about specific players and potential deployment. Again, Mark Spector is coming up for Horse Racing Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Maybe we got a few Calgary fans texting the show tonight. There seems to be a little bit of uh, hostility directed the Oilers' way after last night's loss. (laughs) They're really going to like this day in Oilers history. Let's go to the Oilers now. Injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang, and James H. Brown. For every goal, 
that the Oilers score this season. James H. Brown will donate $100 to 630 Chad's Santa's Anonymous. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com, back to the 630 Chad Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, Jujar Kara still trying to get doctor's clearance from this upper body injury. Zach Cassian, week to week, lower body injury uh, there. Uh, I'm not really entirely sure what's going on with Joe Kim Nygaard, uh, whether he's hurt or not. As far as the Flames go, they've got a, a, an especially clean bill of health, save for Noah Hannafin. He's done for the year. He had shoulder surgery. Nothing new emerging out of the league overnight, so that's always a positive sign, Bob. All right, absolutely. The Chisler, a.k.a. the voice from the past, has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line out of Las Vegas. And the Chisler says, as the former president of your fan club, this won't be my best text of the season but I will fight like heck to get it on the show. I digress. Not a whiny Calgary fan, but definitely a sloppy effort last night from the Oilers. Unfortunately, witnessed one of Jacob Markstrom's best efforts of the season. Bob, move McLeod to first line left wing, and is it true that you're moving to an F-150 Raptor as your new ride? Uh, I'd have to talk to the guys at Brent Ridge Ford. I'm not sure about that, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that front. 12.58, Edmonton off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Then Mark Spector will join us for the horses in horse racing Alberta. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.